So as many people know, we started out called the Enneagram Panels Podcast before Way we became the back. I know. I get the uh, pop-up on Facebook memories every year. It's like, <laughs> oh, wow. We were that at one wow, point. that yeah. was... It feels so long because ago. Because we had no idea yeah. what this is becoming. But we've still stuck with this idea of this practice of using panels, mm-hmm. of having a panel, a group of the same type, uh, and interviewing them on what it's like to be them. Mm. Because so many people have reached out to us, said, this is how I really discovered my type, or this is how I really discovered my instinct, or this, I learned so much about my partner, my spouse, my friend, by listening to these panels. Yeah. Um, and so... We continue to see them as a really important part of what we do. So we're going to be doing a new panel season, beginning of 2022. Um, We're going to do a Driven to Drawn podcast series of panels. So Mm. we'll explain a little bit about what we're doing there and why. Um, But as we recorded the first one, it struck me this really is building on other seasons. It's really building on what we've already done. And... Uh, a lot of what came out in this most recent one we just recorded was uh, the instincts referred to that. So Mm. uh, if people haven't heard the instincts panels, I would really recommend um, doing that. Like we put a ton of work into that. Oh, yeah. um, It's been great. But this time around, we're instead of just doing it by type or something very specifically Enneagram related, um, you're taking this concept and then inviting – types to speak into it. Uh, and even what we recorded so far, that first episode was just really, really cool. Mm. Um, ex- I'm excited about this season. So take us a little bit into this concept, um, this driven to draw. Like, mm-hmm. what does that mean for you? And how is that sort of expanding as you're, you've been talking to people and, and interviewing, you know, dozens and dozens of people yeah. to be on yeah. these panels. Yeah. Well, what struck me as particularly interesting was when we first put it out there on our newsletter, hey, anybody interested in being on yeah. um, our panel, that within two hours, I had 72 emails. Within two hours? Yes. Sheesh. Yes. Yeah. As, soon as, it, as soon as it was, it went out. Mm. Um, I come back to my email and I am <laughs> floored by how many people had responded. Um, New folder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So then I thought, wow, this is something, you know, this is not just a, something that's been useful for me in my coaching, but it's been, it seems to be speaking to a lot of people out there. So that gave me a sense of we're on to something, though we're not entirely sure what that is. And so we have to. Like everything we do. Like everything we do. <laughs> I mean, it's just We're an onto exploration. Something and then we find it together in yeah. the community. Well, that's that, that, that's it because we believe that the wisdom is within the community. It's yeah, not it's sure. not found within a book or found within myself alone. You know, it's all part. Yeah, it's within us. It's what? within the books. It's on. The, I know, right? Um, but we're we don't we're, have all the answers. We're, yeah. yeah, we're not the gurus. No. Um, you know, people tell us all the time. I, we love what you're putting out there. It's such good quality. It's it's helpful to us. It's and I laugh and I say, all I'm doing is reflecting back to you Yeah, what I'm hearing coming from you. Collecting your wisdom. It's collecting your wisdom, yeah. collecting the wisdom of, 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 uh, of the crowd because there is wisdom within us. Yeah. And, um, and I think that was interesting to me to see if we could pull that up and, and, and move towards, uh, towards something. So anyways, even movements, by the way, I think, I think um, transformation in sort of society, in societal ways, I think mm. – 
I think it's just tuning into what's already happening. Mm. I think nobody's driving it. It's driving itself. Mm. At the deep spiritual level, it's like there's a river that's flowing. And if you tune into it, you know, you get to move more deliberately with it. Um, And I think that's what's happening is people are saying, we have focused a lot on sort of the negative aspects of our types, of our personalities, things we need to fix, things we need to change. And if you keep focusing on the negative aspect of yourself, you're going to stay stuck in that space, even if you're trying to fix it. It does not help you to fix it. The best you can do is to say, I'm not going to add darkness. I'm going to stop myself from doing something damaging. But it's not the same as saying, but I now want to put some light out into the world. Um, and you can't add light into the, this world by not adding darkness. Yeah. It's at least good that you're not adding darkness. Right. But you, you, you also need to tune into what is, my, what is the light that's mine to shine. You know? um, and nobody can really tell you what that is, but we can, you know, people can kind of indicate to you, here's what I've experienced from you. Here are the things that, that we love about you. Um, and so that became part of um, all of this was was stuff I was picking up on with clients I was talking to, finding that most of us are trying to um, at least in large part avoid something. Um, we don't want to do something. We're trying not to be something. And, uh, and that there's also this high side where we do want to do something. I remember having this conversation with a type three where I said, you feel like you're trying to avoid failure as much or maybe more than trying to succeed? And the response was immediate. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to avoid failure almost so more so. The, that's the drive. That's you're, the drive. You're calling driven yeah. the avoiding of the negative and drawn is like the embracing of the gift. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think that the pain that we experience of not getting our needs met mm-hmm. is what we're trying to avoid. That's the driven part, I believe. So um, so that became more and more clear to me. We're, we're all trying to avoid in whatever way we avoid, whether it's by aggression or by passively moving through that. Yeah. We're trying to avoid the fact that we're not getting our needs met, yeah. our core need met. And that's too painful for most of us. And so we're going to do what we can to survive and um, and that's the driven part. Um, it creates this whole entire personality. So all I'm doing, and you're right, we're building on previous seasons because all I'm doing is just naming the thing I'm seeing more clearly, right? Mm-hmm. That we began so many seasons ago starting to see. And it's it seems now this is just a maybe a bit clearer to us and hopefully uh, for folks out there as well. Um, so the the goal in this is can you see your drawn side? Mm-hmm. Can you see the driven? That's the first time you, you you sort of wake up. You realize, oh, I'm doing all of these things as a means to try to deal with this pain that I'm, you know, this this uh, of not getting my need met or trying to get my need met and failing. And yeah. so you have this personality that you you form. So that you wake up to that, and then can you see the drawn side? Because that's also true. You have parts of you that you things you've done that have been from that drawn side. And you forget those and you remember much more of the driven side. But can you remember and recall, like bring it back to the forefront and bring attention to it? Um, I've said this before in other podcasts, I think, but uh, when I first learned to 
mountain bike. I was doing some rock hopping. And one of the rules of doing this, because it's a little precarious. I mean, you're you're sometimes going down these very narrow, oh, steep terrifying. declines. Yeah. I won't do it for a reason. It's it terrifying <laughs> to me. <laughs> and uh, and I I was I'm scared too. I'm on this trail and I'm looking down and I realize there's a lot of roots, rocks, and trees. I wrote a, an article on that roots, rocks, and trees because I was learning all sorts of things. As you you know, as we've talked about before, whatever's true in one dimension of life is true in all dimensions. You learn a lot from this. Like, I don't want to run into that tree. And it's and the trail would literally end or veer left right at a big, big-ass, you know, oak tree. <laughs> and you don't want to run into that. But you're going down really fast, and you're going over roots. And the thing with mountain biking is you can't jam the brakes when you're running towards a root. If you hit that root and the brake and you hit the brake at the same time, you're going right over. Right overboard, yeah. So you've got to have a over the handlebars. Yeah, flipping over the landing on oh, those. Painful. <laughs> oh, it's it's yeah. yeah. Uh so you're wanting to make sure you're kind of letting the bike ride itself over the roots. Mm. But the rule is point your head at the direction you want to go in. Don't look at the object you don't want to run into. Because if you do, you will run into it every single time. Yeah. And that's great. It's so damn hard. Because you can, because it's it's just, there's a reason why in golf, for those of you who like golf, the sand trap or the tr or just the just a water hazard or water trap that's in front of your, like say hole number seven or whatever, you know, you get this like little trap in front of you. There's a reason why that trap has a million golf balls in it. From people who ordinarily could hit without even trying, could swing the club and at least on a bad swing, you know, drive it 100, 150 yards, you know? Yeah. And yet- you couldn't, you couldn't put it in the sand trap if you tried. No, you couldn't. <laughs> but because it's there, you know, and I'm a dirty player, so I'll be like, uh, you know, I'm so competitive. So I'll, 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 uh, I'll like look over at the guy who's about to shoot, who's on my, my team. I'll be like, yeah, don't pay attention to that trap. It's it's nothing. Don't even look at it. Don't think about it. And, <laughs> that's right? cruel. It is cruel. Because <laughs> now you can't not think yeah, about right, it. It's in, it's in your head. Um, and of course, there's a whole lot of cursing and you know throwing of golf clubs because it it just you end up in that. Well, you got to make the sport interesting somehow. You know? Oh, I, <laughs> no one's getting come on. angry. It is interesting like, on know, its own. No, no, no. <laughs> oh man. So, but the attention. Is a big deal. Yeah. Where you bring the attention, that's where the energy falls. So I remember Helen Palmer saying this uh, at the narrative Enneagram where I got my certification. She would say repeatedly to us at the, in the class, like, where the attention goes, the energy follows. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that. That's absolutely right. Because in mountain biking, that proved to be true. And then I thought about my own spiritual life. Like, yeah, when I'm trying not to do something, then it it doesn't really work because I'm still not I'm still not achieving the thing that I'm here to do or the good thing that I could be doing. So if I'm afraid of making a mistake, do, does that help me then to actually do something good? Yeah. No, it doesn't. And so, well, if you think about it, your energy is pointed towards resisting something. Yeah, you're yeah. always going to eventually run out of energy. Right. And so if the energy is pointed towards resistance, you're eventually not going to be able to resist anymore. That's true. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like yeah. pointing, it's pointing in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. So the drawn to me felt more of 
that's a positive. Like, can you can you envision yourself at your best? Mm. Do you have a picture of what that's like? Both what you're feeling internally, what's happening for you, and then what are you doing behaviorally? And if you can get a vision of that, a picture of that, then you can more easily, at least, it's always difficult, but you can start to turn, this is what I want to do versus what yeah. I don't want to do, you know? And what does the drawn me look like? The driven me, I know what that looks like. But what is the drawn like? Well, there's some behaviors that I'm doing that are, they are hard because they go against what my type wants me to do, yeah. you know? But wow, do they produce good results? And I like that version of me much better. And so it's not about don't be bad. It's about, no, do something good. Shine your light. Yeah. So for me, that that was much more of what I was envisioning in this idea of driven to drawn. Mm. Um, yeah. I've noticed something, though, when we've talked about this. You know, we we did a session on this for a class we recently taught. And it's amazing to me how how much easier it is for people to say, this is what's wrong with me. Then when you ask that question, like what is your unique light to bring or what is the light that you are here to bring to the world? Mm. It's like people freeze up on that. It mm -hmm. creates, mm -hmm. it can create way more anxiety than what's wrong with you. Yeah. Um, and so that transitioning from living a life of driven, which feels, it almost feels good, even though it's, we don't like it, even though it's kind of a what's wrong with you. Moving to that drawing can be um, really difficult. Have you have you seen that? Like when you ask that question, like what is your unique light? To oh shine? yeah, yeah. See people like freeze up or like yeah. I almost see people's like bodies freeze. Yeah, yeah. When I I think it's just we're we're hardwired to pay attention to threats, not really to pay attention to you know it's more about surviving than it is about thriving. And I th I think it's going to take a while for our brains to really start to tune more into, we're okay. Mm. You know, we're, we're fine. <laughs> you know, that that perceived threat really isn't a threat. Uh, you know, there are certainly those in life, but, um, but we don't always need to live in that space of survival. We can start to live in the space of thriving. And um, then there are times where you are in surviving mode. And if you are there, well, then you're not going to be able to think in terms of thriving. But yeah. when you're not... You can start to look at that, but it is difficult because you're working against the natural wiring of the brain. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, almost everybody I ask that question to, um, that's the response. It's taken me a long time. I still, I still don't feel comfortable in saying, here's my light. I don't huh. feel comfortable saying that. Um, it feels a little bit arrogant. It feels a little bit... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't How know. How dare you? Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. am I to? Yeah, it's risky. It's like I'm gonna get, yeah. I'm gonna get negative feedback. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get something that's coming my, you know. It, it's almost like we feel like if I if I aim low and play safe, mm. then I will be safe. I won't get the real painful response. Besides, I think that our true light, it comes from the fragility of our deepest vulnerability and deepest truth of who we are. Yeah. And when you live from that, there's no going back. Because once you put that out there in the world, what else do you have? Because we're, right. the most of the time, the personality is a, is a kind of facade. It's a kind of mask. It's a kind of protector from, uh, from being wounded. Mm. In our innocence as children, 
we, before we were wounded, um, you know, either by our experience or translation or understanding of what took place or a genuine trauma, um, all of it feels like trauma. Um, in that early stage, we were naive. We were innocent. Yeah. And so we weren't living from a, a, a very strong, uh, formed kind of personality. So now we're asking ourselves to return to that, yeah. right? That's sort of like what C.S. Lewis talked about, the second naivete. It's returning to that. Um, and that's really frightening for folks. Yeah. So to say, what's your light? I think it evokes a lot of different emotions, reactions to, to that, um, which I believe is a lot harder to actually live in your light. It's a lot more difficult to do that than it is to live destructively. <laughs> mm. I think I think being fully the light that you're you are, you are at your best, it's much more difficult mm. than to just live a very dra drama filled, problem filled yeah. disaster or just like nominal without really doing anything significant in life. I think those are much easier options for us. Yeah, I think I, I stole that from, I think I stole part of that from Stephen Pressfield in, in the- um, The War of Art. The War of Art, yeah. Where he's like, it's much easier to do that. Like it, we'll have, we'll, we'll choose an affair over actually doing the thing that's ours to do in the world. Huh. So we'll create, we'll create problems for ourselves. It's like all these mechanisms of which we can- yeah. choose to avoid doing the thing because it's terrifying. Again, if you do it and you fail at the very thing that is yours, that is your love, the thing that you really genuinely want to do and love to do, um, it's hard. That's that's the deepest uh, yeah. uh, wound, I think. Well, I feel like when life gets hard, we have this capacity to kind of like rise to the occasion. And then- Yeah, totally. It, but it's really hard to get the same thing right in like the mundane of life. And so sometimes I, I wonder if we actually create or uh, gravitate towards that which is um, troubling or something that like is very – that feels either traumatic or like we can repeat those cycles or move towards self-sabotage and all this stuff. Because honestly, it's kind of easier to like deal with the situation, like rise the occasion of just dealing with the situation than doing the simple, the mundane. Like sometimes I feel like when we talk about rhythms and stuff like that, we're going to just turn people off because we like concepts. We like thinking about things, but actually doing the simple transformational practice, mm -hmm. going from that into actually doing the thing that's going to help us shine our light. It, it feels like, oh, no, no, no. Just go back to just talking about it and talking about the issues, like the problems with the type those <laughs> if we talk about the problems of the type that we're where we focus on the the hard things about the type those have more downloads mm. <sighs> it's frustrating because moving actually out of that and doing doing the hard work of the mundane and the simple oh, things of life yeah and just showing up where it is living into the fragility of love Mm -hmm. uh, of your partner, of the people around you, doesn't seem to get as much press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there is much more of a of a familiarity. You'd have you created this personality, 
Mm. And so that personality knows how to survive in that kind of world. Mm. So, you know, whatever world that you grew up in, you created a personality that was adapted to that world. Therefore, you're going to seek and create that kind of world. It's hard to take ownership of this, right? Super Uh, hard because I like to blame and boy, did I ever do this for a long time. I still do. You know, it's just yeah, like a sure. blame the circumstances around me. Right. And, um, but it is much more mundane as you're describing it. Um, and it, it, but that's the simplicity of it. It's actually simple to change um, some, not all, but some of the circumstances of your life. But yeah. it is extremely psychologically terrifying and difficult because it could mean again you're li- you're you're entering you're creating something new a new kind of you which is really the true you that is underneath all that mm. is you're releasing that and it's going to mean a different world and you don't know how to live in that world yeah i think we're so good at survival we've practiced it so much we've gotten so good at it that thriving sounds overwhelming cuz we haven't had as much practice in that. We're not as good yeah. at that. And so it's easier to return return back to the survival mode. Um, and my my brain that grew up with the Bible can't help but not hear Egypt. You know, the complaining, like you've been freed, but you're complaining because like, well, we knew what to expect in Egypt. We knew what, yeah. we knew yeah. what was there. I think of this uh, artist, Sarah Gross, who wrote the song, Painting Pictures of Egypt. And I feel like when people just start to get a taste of what's possible for them, it's, but then there's struggle in that. We don't know how to live. Um, I think of the lyrics, the song, Painting Pictures of Egypt, where she says, I've been painting pictures of Egypt in my mind, you know. Mm. I've been leaving out what it lacks because the future feels so hard and I want to go back. Mm -hmm. But the places that used to fit me cannot hold the things I've learned. Those roads were closed off to me while my back was turned. Mm. And it's like now, sometimes I feel like when people wake up, you get stuck between the driven and the drawn. Yeah, so good. Yes. Right in between because I don't, I can't really do that thing back there anymore, but I don't really know what this next thing looks like. Yeah. And God, I I think you're speaking to a, I think you're speaking to a lot. Of people, I'm speaking. Oh to my me. gosh, I'm speaking to me. Too. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm hearing that to me. Right like, now. wow. Uh, if you're feeling that, I'm feeling that. You're, you're, you know, we're. Yeah, I think that catches a lot of us where we are. We're caught in that in between state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And so I think this season is like this exploration of that. Yeah. You know, how do we? Um, we are. We're trying to move away from just being driven all the time. Just being like our type trying to fix our type or our type trying to confirm itself. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we've both done a lot of coaching with people around that kind of thing. But this moving into your light and moving towards the drawn, the high side of you, like this is a complicated thing. Oh, yeah. And I think we're we're drawn to this season right now in this work because it, this is something that's happening in us. We're really starting to like yeah. turn that corner. But we're, it's hard to not look at the tree you know, oh yeah. Don't look at the thing you don't want to run into. Yeah. Um yeah. on the mountain bike. You know, it's yeah. you know, we gotta look to the right because we're making this turn. But man, it's hard to not look at that tree because you're partly is like I I don't want to run into the tree, but I'm headed right for the tree. <laughs> so this is the thing that I feel like 
is going on right now for a lot of people is this point in this liminal space between the two. I'm not in the promised land. I'm not trapped in my type anymore, but I just feel like I'm doing, I'm just going day by day right now. And it's, and it feels wrong to not look at the tree. It actually feels wrong. Yeah. No, no, you need to look at the tree. And I think that that's going to be true for a lot of us is like, oh, not doing this thing that I've been used to doing that I know isn't serving me. Yeah. Feels wrong not to do it. Yep. Oh, those people that are, that are not really helpful to me, those people that I've conditioned Mm -hmm. to behave a certain way. I had a, a client say that to me. She said, I've conditioned, I've conditioned people to be this way in my world. I've I've trained them. Let a type two say that to me. Yeah. I've trained them. You know, me as a type seven, I can totally see. Yeah, I've 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 created this world. I don't like the fact I don't like to own that, but yeah, I've created I've created some of these. So it feels wrong not to look at that or to do those things that I've always done. Mm-hmm. Some of them feel like they're obligations. I must do them. One of the obligations I felt you and I have talked about is, oh, I have to respond. You know, this is back in the. You know, in oh, the, I have to respond to anyone challenging. Yeah, yeah, creating an argument. Yeah, yeah, and and I have to, I have to be the pastor dude who's you know, I've got to convince it. them. Yeah, yeah, or convince them and try that, which is what I would do. Yeah, yeah. but like, oh, do you you don't, Joel, you don't need to respond to that. Yeah. No, I have to. That's the tree. I have to. I have to look at it. I have to see. No, you don't. You don't. And and that felt all kinds of wrong. So I had to stick in that. I had to stay in that. Like I'd stay in that feeling of it feels wrong, but do this thing artificially. It's going to feel artificial. Do it. And then look at the results. Look at the fruit. Have a scoreboard that you that you can name because otherwise the scoreboard of the internal feeling yeah. is going to tell you it's wrong. But judge it by the fruit. What did it produce in you? It's like, oh, yeah, it does definitely mm-hmm. produce better fruit, better results. Well, we were just talking about that on the the musical episode before, which is the do unnaturally until it becomes second nature. Yeah. It's not fake it till you make it, but it's, yeah, it's just doing that. It's doing this thing unnaturally until it becomes second nature. Yeah. Like, I I love your analogy with, um, you know, doing the thing the type wants is like scratching the mosquito bite. It's like, oh, it feels good. Yeah. 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 Don't do it. It's just. (laughs) Yeah. Or poison ivy or whatever. You're scratching at it. It's just going to be worse. Yeah. Um, But. Yeah, it's like it feels unnatural to not do that thing, but it will become second nature. Yeah. I do believe that the more we live into this, it'll it'll become second nature. And that's my hope is that for all of us is that we're moving and I would love to hear from you because it really matters to uh to us here. Um hearing your stories encourages us so much, right? Because yeah. we're doing this work together. It's like yeah. I'm living my life. I'm having to move forward towards my light as well. And um, I have the same, you know, struggles as anybody else does in that space. And so hearing from each other as to what are we learning? Yeah. Um, I'm excited about what we could do together, how we could begin to live more out of our drawn space, live more into the light, the true us mm-hmm. at our best. Yes. Uh, and, oh man. Well, that's what I really want. We could have. Yeah. That's what I want to see in the, uh, the Art of Growth community, the membership. Um, program that we're doing is people interacting around this. Like, what are mm. you, 
you know, we're, we're saying that the beginning of each of our times together, we want people celebrating because when you celebrate where, how far you're coming, when you celebrate leaning into your light, it does solidify it more in you. And I would argue it solidifies it on a much higher amount when you share it with other people mm. and they witness you celebrating um, a new victory. Yeah. But just, I want to see people doing those simple things, living into those new rhythms living intentionally all of this year in order to um, lean more into their drawn side, more yeah. into the freedom of that. And so I do, I hope this season really helps people unpack that a bit more um, and lean, lean into that commitment of like, I'm going to do that this year. Like this is something yeah. I'm going to set aside and be like, this is a time to move more and more towards the drawn, drawn yeah. space. And I'm, not going to keep romanticizing the sabotage. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we need, we do need community. I mean, this yeah. is a thing over and over again we keep hearing from that we would do classes, we would do group coaching, group coaching, big, yeah. individual coaching. We would do all these things and people would say, okay, what's next? What's next? Right. Because what we learn is that it's in the group itself as we're doing this together that that yeah. is what gives us a sense of. Um, I'm being supported in my journey. Well, then you know? they're doing what we're doing. They're doing the thing that has literally created the art of growth like you were talking about before, but like hearing from people, collecting the wisdom of the community. Yeah, yeah. Like then you're actually a part of that, contributing and collecting from other people in the community. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, our people in our group coaching constantly say that. Like I've learned yeah. so much by listening to the other types. and Totally. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, for sure. Like they get just as much, if not more, from each other as they could ever get from any one source. Like yeah. our knowledge and, and just who we are is limited in a way that the the group, the communal is not limited mm. in the way that we are. Um, we're just sort of being the voice to call it out. But it, as people come together, like the wisdom really emerges, which yeah. is what we've seen from day one on the panels. And yeah, yeah. Like this is something that we really want to lean into. So I'm really excited for people to um, explore this season. So we're going to go through all nine types and have panels of all nine types talking about moving from being driven to being drawn and them at their best and what helps them mm. take that step. And yeah. so – um, this is the, just the introduction of that, and then the next several weeks we're gonna we're gonna hear from those panels, and I'm very excited to hear from them and see what they um, see what people learn as a result of listening to them, and then also hopefully jumping into the the community, the membership community, which you can check out at theartofgrowth.org and do this with us, do this with each other, because mm. um, a lot of people have said like they can't find people that can talk about these things with them at this level. It's like, well, yep, we're going to provide a setting for you to yeah. do this with each other. Now you can. Really Absolutely. Good. So enjoy this season, folks. It's going to be uh, another one where we get to uh, come together and, and harvest wisdom for, you know, what is what is in the current now? Like yeah. this is, I think when you said that earlier, I was like, yes, that's it. We're saying this is what's happening. We're just like going with that current and yeah. and collecting the voices around it. And that's what, that's so much of what I think our like special sauce of the art of growth is. is yeah. Like being, being part of that. Yeah, like totally. Like being humble to be part of it, not needing to be the directors of it. Yeah. Um, 
because it's already happening, you know. It's already <laughs> happening. Nobody so is in control of this. Nope. There is no voice, no single person. This is what a cult is, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's it's someone running the show. We're uh, not. We're just saying we're picking up on something that's happening. It's in the water, right? We don't know what it is, but it's there, and we're kind of moving with the current. And sometimes, of course, we we get it wrong, um, but that's not a that's not a concern to us. What our concern is is keep trying, keep moving with it. And as we all do it together, we're going to start finding that there is a flow and a river that we're all part of. Um, it's pretty uh, special. So, yeah. So we will be kicking off the new season of panels next week. And we will have a panel with all nine types talking about what it's like for them to be in a driven state versus a drawn state. So if you've thought about getting coaching before... We have a new offering. We have these six session packages, coaching packages. And so if you'd be interested in that, you can reach out to Joel, Suzanne, or I on the website and ask us about that. Typically on the website, you can only book a single session. So this is a new thing that we are offering for people who would like to journey with us for a little bit longer or really do some deep work. If you give us a rating on iTunes, it really helps the show out. You can follow us on Instagram at artofgrowth.com. And you can always reach out to us for any questions you may have, and we'll give it our best shot. We also now have the Art of Growth store on the website. What, what? (laughs) We have the Feelings Wheel in print. You can order a print version to hang on the wall or a canvas version. There's even a mug, and it says Grace Precedes Growth. Nice little daily reminder. So you can check that out at theartofgrowth.org for all of these things. But for now, my friends... May you tune in this season to what is happening within you and how you are being invited to go deeper. May you be aware of your driven state and learn more about listening to the invitation of the drawn you, the you as you are intentionally and you long to be, because that is the you in the making. Grace and growth, my friends.